Hey, sorry about that. So, I was thinking about the film Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. And for those of you who haven't seen it, it came out in 1967. And it's about a father, played by Spencer Tracy, and his wife, whose college-age daughter is bringing her new her fiancé home. And he is essentially the perfect man with one problem. He's black. And in 1967, that was a big deal. I think over 80% of the country at that point disapproved of interracial marriage. And it was still illegal in about half the country. And so the father, Spencer Tracy, tells the couple that he supports their marriage, but that they have to be aware of the prejudice and the problems that they are going to face. Now, this is before the Civil Rights Act. And so his words of warning, his caution, is very easily understood. With the benefit of hindsight, we now know the Civil Rights Act passed, and now I think the percentage of Americans who view interracial marriage badly is in the single digits. So the father was right to be cautious from his point of view, but his point of view was rooted in the past. And the couple, the couple who is blithe to the dangers of prejudice, is correct because they are the future. They're looking forward. And, you know, in the last five years or so, I've realized that if I had been giving advice to my child or to other young people, the advice would have been absolutely terrible. And for the same reason, a combination of arrogance and ignorance. The ignorance is because the world moves on, and the things that I would have thought made my advice relevant, my knowledge, as it were, or my experience, are grounded in a world that no longer exists or is in the process of no longer existing. And therefore, I would have given advice based on experience, intelligence, and good intentions that was completely wrong. And, you know, I think our parents, the parents of our generation, my generation, they made similar mistakes. For example, advice to become a doctor or a lawyer, which a lot of my friends received. At the time, that was really good advice. Those were very safe professions, very stable, well-paid, highly respected. But the world changed. Too many people went to law school. Too many people went to medical school. Competition increased. The industries changed. They became more frantic, worse paid, and more political. Less opportunity and less satisfaction. Again, our parents gave us the advice they thought was right, but it was based in a world that stopped existing. And, you know, I think about some of the things that I would have told my kid that since then, my thoughts have changed. Not to say my thoughts today are correct, just that the advice that I would have given on these topics 10 or 15 years ago would now be almost 180 degrees different. 
So one example is tattoos. 10 or 15 years ago, I would have said, you are my son or daughter, you are not getting a tattoo, not under my roof, because getting a tattoo is going to make it very difficult to get a good job. And that is simply no longer true. I think close to half of millennials now have tattoos. They're just normal. In fact, they're seen as a positive. They're seen as an expression of creativity. Another thing, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, my advice would have been to give a child a very common name, like, say, Matt or Adam or John. It would have kept them somewhat, how can I put this, not to be singled out or to be picked on, but giving them the opportunity to express themselves. I would have said, you know, a child's name tells us more about the parents than about the child. But now I think that's no longer true. In a world where search engines are so important, there's a lot of value for the case where someone types in your name into a search engine that they come up with you and only you, whether you're advertising your own business, whether you're a lawyer or a doctor, almost any case you can think of, having that unique name that's recognizable and memorable has a lot of value. Another example, gaming. If my child 10 years ago was spending all of their time playing video games, I would have gotten very angry. I would have said, get out there, go learn real skills, go out and experience the real world. But now we're learning that gaming is teaching kids real skills. It's teaching them how to stick with a problem, how to develop a skill over time, and how to work in groups. And thousands of people are making their living playing video games on Twitch and other platforms. And I think that's only going to grow with time. So once again, my advice would have been terrible. Another example, social media. I think we understand, or we're starting to understand, some of the problems of social media. But 10 or 15 years ago, or even five maybe, I would have said to my kid, don't be on social media, it's draining, it's bad for your mental health, all these things. But more and more, it looks like people's careers are going to be based around social media. Having a niche brand that they advertise through Twitter or through YouTube or through Instagram. And if it's not even a job that's based on those platforms, again, you're still going to advertise or reach out to customers or to potential employers through these social media platforms. And not being literate in them, not having a well-developed presence, not learning how to use these platforms now strikes me as being very counterproductive. Again, five years ago, I might have even encouraged that kind of, that kind of ignorance. And finally, I think this is a little more controversial still. Again, 10 years ago, any child of mine or anyone that I gave advice to who was young would have been go to college, go to college. And now, you know, my opinion on that is changing. I think it still makes sense if you get into a really good school and you're going to pursue a field in STEM, a career in STEM, or if you want to do computer science. But I think for a lot of young people, that time, that money, and that energy would be a lot better spent going to vocational school or 
learning just how to code and going directly into IT or taking those four years and just starting a business and seeing what happens. And then on the other side, they wouldn't have a quarter million dollars of debt that cannot be erased in bankruptcy. They wouldn't have wasted four years of their lives essentially being indoctrinated in these liberal arts colleges. And I think they would be much more prepared for adulthood than someone who has gone through the standard college experience. So again, I'm not saying I'm right now, but my point is that the advice that I would have given, I no longer agree with. And I think taking a step back from this, you know, it's funny, but I think it's, this is one of the reasons it's good that people die. Each generation, I feel, really needs to be freed from the past generation. The past generation is always so sure they know the answers. And often those answers are right for the old world, for a world that no longer exists. And the advice that they give and the the ways they push their children don't fit with the world that is being born, the new world. And so, you know, more and more, my answer is just, I need to be more humble. I need to understand that my experiences may not be relevant in 2025. My intelligence or my understanding may simply be wrong for that future world. Anyways, I just want to end with a very short clip from the movie, which I think really expresses well this sort of intergenerational angst. You listen to me. You say you don't want to tell me how to live my life. So what do you think you've been doing? You are 30 years older than I am. You and your whole lousy generation believes the way it was for you is the way it's got to be. And not until your whole generation has lain down and died will the dead weight of you be off our backs. Okay, that's all I got. I have to bail, but I'll catch you later.